This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Welcome to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Visit joy.org.au to find out more about our Joycasts. This is Sonia for Joy and 94.9 and here in Melbourne town we have the honour of having My52 Tuesday's director Sophie Hyde and also Atilda Copham Hervey in the studio. Welcome. Thank you. To both of you. My52 Tuesday's question to Sophie. What is the film about and tell us the reason for the name. Sure. The film is about a 16 year old girl who is told at the beginning of the film by their mother that their mother's going to transition and live as a man and feels like a man and wants to be a man and mum says you know maybe you should and live with your dad while I do this I need some space but the teenager Billy isn't too keen on that so they make a promise to each other that they'll see each other on Tuesday afternoons and to kind of stay connected and so the film follows their Tuesdays their 52 Tuesdays and we as well as being shot every Tuesday for a year we also filmed every Tuesday for a year so we film in consecutive order and film 52 Tuesdays it's extraordinary the way you've done it and for you your background has been documentary making so when I was watching the film I I was lucky to see it at the Melbourne Queer Film Festival where it did play for the first time in Melbourne. It does have that sense of a documentary as well. Mm. It's documenting change too. Yeah, there is those kind of documentary elements. Mm-hmm. Despite it being a fictional story and everyone playing characters, there is a feeling that you are going on a whole journey of a year because you are. And so there is a kind of authenticity around that where the people in it change and they grow older and we change making it and that kind of comes into the film. And there are these little snippets of world events that mark out the Tuesdays so you're kind of very aware of time. Yes yeah. uh, and the period it was filmed I mean the year that it was filmed. Uh, what, August yeah. 2011 to August 2012. Because I did notice some of the news items I was going like oh okay I remember when that happened mm. and it really locks you into that time. Yeah it does and those news items are all things that happened on that Tuesday or were mm. posted on that Tuesday online. Okay <laughs> that's a lot of work. So Tilda your role in this film how did you come to this film? How did this yeah, happen? Yeah so I attended an open audition mm-hmm. uh, a lot of my friends were going and it was sort of just an open call that sounded like an excellent experience to sort of hang out I knew mm-hmm. Sophie and Brian's work briefly beforehand because it's Adelaide and everyone knows everyone and I don't think I initially thought that I was really going for a film or that I was going to be in the film because the character felt very different to me but it felt like an excellent experience and I love the idea of it being shot every Tuesday only on Tuesdays mm. for a year but I guess here I am so I was wrong now for you Sophie uh, looking at the content itself and for people who are listening to Joy 94.9 because our community is so diverse and the queer community as well doing this sort of topic well these sort of characters what inspired you to do that? A number of things I think I really wanted to make a film with characters on screen that felt familiar to me and, and the people I know but mm-hmm. maybe were characters we didn't see very often and I'm not sure why we don't see those characters but we were looking for that and we were certainly interested in finding characters that questioned the rules of how we live and the way that we set up our lives and our identity and I think we came up with the characters of Billy and James the mother and Mm -hmm. Harry the uncle and that all three of them did that all three of them had this questioning of of identity but I guess I was also interested in the idea of being a a mother or a parent and how there are times where your identity yourself doesn't seem to fit with that or you need to reconcile who you are and your role as a parent and I think that that's inherent in what James goes through in the film and so that was something that I was interested in exploring Mm. yeah it 
is interesting, I think, for our community too, when maybe we're at that stage, I think, from what I've seen around and experienced myself and witnessed, that we're at that sort of time where queer families are happening to become more mainstream or at least more public. Mm -hmm. People are more aware of it and building those families and same-sex equality and all those things. Was that just a coincidence that the story seems to also reflect that? Oh, look, I mean, I think our lives are full of all sorts of different people people that are diverse and in their sort of gender identity and their sexuality and I hope that that's becoming something more fluid and my experience with showing the film to younger people is that they recognise those people and yeah I mean what's interesting about 52 is that it's not doing a queer family in that way that often is presented which is you know a very kind of straight version of Mm. of being gay or even kind of the way that you would do 52 Tuesdays in that mainstream context might be suburban family, mothers are kind of housewife type or very feminine Mm. and then sort of comes out to their family and is suddenly going to be a man. In in our family, there's already an acceptance of a different way of life from that. Before identifying as a man, James, you know, has been living as a a lesbian for a long time and the family's all in on that and aware of that and they're already a family of two single parents Mm. raising a child and and an uncle who lives with one of them and they're already in the grey areas of what we see on screen. And to me, that was a more interesting place to start. What happens for people, for someone like Billy who's grown up like that, where do you go then when something confronts you and your vision of your family and and your own identity? Mm. How much, where can you go from that rather than a kind of Hollywoodized version of a teenager dealing with that? Yeah, it's certainly not a Hollywood version. Like you're saying, you've already got a snapshot of a family that has collapsed in some ways because we've got single parenting that's Mm. going on. The father has obviously in another relationship I don't think we see who that person is and James is also starting a relationship with a woman too so there's lots of different dynamics going on the uncle it could be an older brother because of Mm -hmm. the age closeness to Billy your character Tilda there's just so many things going on it just feels like this isn't the Brady Bunch but it's not my my two dads either it's Mm. it's something we haven't seen in Hollywood now I just want to touch on some of the sexuality aspects because we are Joy 94.9 we're talk about that of course now inside the film itself without spoiling it for people who haven't seen it there is a project of sorts that Billy puts together with two other people who are close friends that will they become from strangers that she almost from what I've seen in the film discovers hidden away in almost like a closet sort of environment and then she takes them and they become like hers to possess I know that sounds weird but I I felt like they were hers to possess and they become these objects yeah in my opinion anyway now for you that that sexuality aspect to that what was that like playing well, I think against those characters Billy is a very curious creature and I think that her way of working out the world obviously I mean if your mum decides to become a man and at that point in your life sexuality is something that had to be delved into mm. in terms of becoming an adult and how she wanted to live and be authentic within herself which is what the crux of the film is about for me anyway I, I think that so much of what Billy was going through and with those two other teenagers was working out yet yeah, not what it looked like or what it was meant to look like on those Hollywood films but how it actually felt and Mm. what you actually wanted and I think that's not often discussed and I I think that during the process of that Billy maybe was not 
quite ready to jump in and do it herself to start with but was really intrigued by these two other teenagers who seemed quite confident and sexually comfortable and aware of themselves and maybe she wasn't at the beginning and maybe she learns to become more comfortable within herself during that process of questioning and I think it's a really safe incredible environment that they create together and I wouldn't say that Billy necessarily owns them or possesses them she does record aspects of their interactions which causes a sort of blurry line stepping into that grey area again of what's appropriate Mm. and what isn't and how that can be dealt with and kept is you know has to be thought about which maybe wasn't at the time but yeah I think that with all three of them they're all really open with each other and I don't know if that happens enough. Yeah I think you're right it doesn't it's not an area that's ever looked at when it comes to young people going from the child stage to adolescence to you know young adulthood. Yeah. We don't really explore that. I didn't mean like she possesses them but it's almost like they are part of herself that she's playing out with too yeah not in a bad way but learning from and yeah totally she seems to learn in that year so much about who she is and they do as well which mm. I thought was really interesting yeah marvelous acting I mean for, for me like Billy encounters them in a kind of sexual situation those yeah. two and I I think Billy isn't sure what she's drawn to in that moment. I think she doesn't know if she's drawn to one or the other or the illicitness of the situation or mm. just the sexual part of it. She's drawn to something and she wants to uncover what, what that is, I think. And she's presented with these two characters who are really able to answer questions about themselves, who feel very certain about themselves. And she feels very uncertain, I think, mm. about herself. And particularly and in a moment where one of the most important people in her life has said that they're different to what she's believed that they are. Right, yeah, that is a really moving moment and and quite uh, shocking. And it's like almost like going back to your own teenagehood and you go, you know, you thought you knew this person. It's your best friend and then suddenly they reveal something to you and you go, wow. And it's actually about yourself that they're trying to tell you, Mm. look, stop doing this, you've hurt me. And it's always sobering. It's always like cold water. And that is a fantastic moment when you see this, spoiler, but when you see the kitchen table scene Mm. with the different parents from the three, you know, young people's parents, they're having a a meeting or such. And not a lot's actually said Mm. between them. It doesn't matter. The, The hurt and the pain and the cold water effect is right there and... I'm amazed with the other two young actors. I mean, yourself, Tilda, marvellous. But I just want to touch on Imogen Archer and Sam. I don't know how to say his name. It's awful. Altusian. <laughs> Altusian. Sam Altusian is Josh and Imogen Archer is Jasmine. Mm. Again, how did you come across these wonderful young people? We had an open audition casting call. Okay, yeah. And actually, Sam had done work experience with us on a documentary we made called Shut Up Little Man. Mm-hmm. And I thought he was really interesting and maybe right for the film. And I said that to him and he went and told his mum and I, I was in Berlin with him and his mum you know for the film cool. and she said he came back from work experience and he said oh this woman said to me maybe I could be in the film that she's making and, and she said to him that's not how it works you know you don't go and do work experience for a film company and then end up in a film and then there we were in the middle of Berlin like showing the film Yeah, it was wild but all, all three of these guys came to the open audition and they all knew each other previously mm-hmm. but yeah they just stood out as they're very different people and they're very different actors they had a great quality together I think and a real kind of openness and generosity to the process and what we were making and I think the important thing about that relationship between the three of them in the film is that they never name it and they don't again they're fighting against the rules of of how we name everything and they Mm. are literally just in a relationship for what it is Mm. 
There's never any conversation about whether they're boyfriends, girlfriends, friends, lovers, you know. They are just working out how to treat each other outside of all those boundaries. So when you were doing the subject matter for that, I mean, every day I believe the script, or Tuesday, every Tuesday that was filmed, the script would appear. So did it just become like a methodology as far as you were acting? Yeah, I mean, I had never had a script before, so it didn't feel wildly unusual. It felt quite normal and like it should be. It was shot in order. It was at the right time that it should be filmed. So that was quite easy to slip into in a lot of ways and I think it was great because you'd only get the script a week before and then you'd have that whole week for us to discuss what that meant how it felt what we wanted to do what we were comfortable with what we weren't so there was a lot of room for discussion in between the moment of getting the script and actually having to play it out and certainly the four of us and Matt as well the writer we talked a lot about all the issues of teenage sexuality and the representation of young people on screen and we we spent so long talking about those things that weren't actually about what we were making in the film but getting Mm -hmm. us into a place where we felt passionately about the same things and that there was meaning behind what we were doing Mm. so that when we were on set we just made the film it was just a story and we were just telling it but outside of that we were all on the same page together Mm -hmm. no it's extraordinary because it's like these two different stories going on but actually they all come together at the end and I must admit I was really moved by the scene where you go back to the house spoiler you go back to the house to James and you've had you know there's a maybe a reconciliation is going to happen there yeah uh, which we see later of sorts and those two characters stand at the end of the gate and it's almost like they're bringing you home sort of thing and it's a really amazing moment it was really important for us to look at the moment as a child where you meet your parents as adults Mm, as real people I think everyone has this sometime and some people do it when they're five and some people when they're 50 (laughs) and you know how do you meet your parent as themselves an adult with all their faults and all the good bits and decide what relationship you want to have with them because at the point where you come in as an adult as well then you get to decide and I think that's what Billy goes through in the film is coming back to a relationship that she does want on her own terms Mm, It's extraordinary because I think getting back to being on Joy 94.9 and people who are listening to this they may not have that experience themselves because their families do not accept them Mm. for what they are in the queer community so to see that on screen Mm. is, is a beautiful thing and it's like the optimism the ideal and that's I think what our community hope for to make our own families as well as be accepted which is so fantastic and I think 52 we don't want to we don't put anything through rose-colored glasses I mean mm. the families struggle with all sorts of things in the film yeah. you know even even simply with the use of pronouns for James and and sometimes they're rude to each other and horrible and all sorts of things but essentially they're very supportive of mm. each other you know even the Billy's father James's ex-partner is actually really supportive of what's going on in the film and there's a great amount of love I think between the family but it's not a cushy lovey-dovey kind of family it's about real life I think Mm -hmm. that's it yeah like he's not really in there for a while and then he is after a certain event happens and you go oh goodness okay so he's very very important he's like a rock for the whole family even though this is an extraordinary family and Mm. such different circumstances than what is the norm and it does question that too what is the norm Mm. I mean even casting Tom Billy's dad Mm -hmm. You know, it'd be really easy to cast someone who felt like a dad, felt like a traditional dad in that role. Yeah. But actually, I was really wanting to cast someone that felt like they had a whole life outside of being a dad yeah. that we didn't necessarily have access to <laughs> because it was really important to me that even that character felt like a real whole person and we weren't telling his story. So Bo is a kind of unusual dad as well. Yeah, he's good. There's a lot of questions there about him and his journey is a whole other story altogether, yeah. which you could have explored, I guess. But, you know, there's time constraints 
constraints, budgets and everything else. And it's good to have that little bit of mystery there, I think. Mm, there so. are a few parent-child relationships inside the film. Yeah. Because there's Harry and Frida, so Uncle Harry and, and his child who doesn't live with him. And yeah. Then there's Tom and Billy. And, and then, you, as you say, you meet the teenagers, their parents as well. Yeah. And, they, and everyone has really different experience. I would love to see this as a TV series mm. made in Australia. I would love to see it. Yeah, that you would know, be wild. Instead of that other show, what is it? Oops, won't say that one. <laughs> the one about people that live next door to each other or they're almost up to the ceiling. What's that one called? They yes. just all look the same, don't they? Yeah. It's the yeah. homogenisation. It, yeah. it just doesn't resonate for a lot of people. Mm. Yeah, you want really specific characters. Yeah. So not characters who represent everybody, but who are so much themselves mm. that maybe does give access to everyone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And on saying that, what is the response being like that you've experienced so far in the US? Look, I mean, I think we've all been really shocked at how broad the audience has been and mm-hmm. the warmth of the response from from different people. So we've had, you know, very kind of industry types and indie film fans really love the film and mm. and we've had queer audiences in London and, and Melbourne now in okay. particular cool. really respond to it. And then in Berlin it won the Youth Jury Prize and so that was teenagers and young people seeing yeah. the film and really oh. discussing the film with us. So I think we've been really surprised by the, the breadth of the audience and I think to me what's most surprising about that is the very personal connection that really different people have with it. And so people come up to us with a strong personal connection and that can be for a number of different things inside yes. the film and that's a wonderful thing yeah, yeah. and Tilda are you experienced you're sitting there and you're sometimes at these screenings I presume what do you think when people react how do they react generally it has been ridiculously positive I mean you it's very hard to tell because they're yeah. always going to say the nice stuff to you guys like <laughs> when you're there yeah. but it's been really fabulous I mean I, I don't sit in and watch it that's hard to do to look at yourself on screen but afterwards coming in it's felt generally very warm which is lovely of course yeah when we were making the film it felt like we were just making a project it was very handmade and hand stitched and yeah we were all kind of in it together and so you know it's kind of incredible to take it around the world and to be talking mm. about it all the time and and to be showing it to people as a film and you know it's in one cinema and the Wes Anderson films in the next cinema and mm. Spider-Man's in the next cinema and, and it, that's crazy that's crazy and wonderful <laughs> like Sophie was saying before though it's been the responses the personal response when people come up and tell you about how it affects them mm-hmm. that has been really rewarding mm. and fascinating. It would be. And I wasn't aware of that. Sorry about the Youth Jury Prize. So we're talking about young people vote for the film. Is that how it works for the That's Berlin? That's right. Um, we were in a program in Berlin called Generation 14 Plus, uh-huh. which yes. is a young people's strand. And what's amazing about that and what excited us being there was that we were playing to thousand seat cinemas with all sorts of people, including a lot of young people from Ooh. 14. Oh, um, wow. And they had their most incredible questions and were really engaged with the story and the characters and the content. And then we were so thrilled that they even had a youth jury and that their youth jury was so well respected. I mean, really is mm. is, is a prestigious part of the festival. That's wonderful. And uh, so we were, yeah. we were totally stoked when they gave us their award. That is such a good idea. <laughs> Such amazing a progressive idea, is it not? I mean, yeah, and having they bring them over. They choose the youth jury from all mm. over Germany and bring them into Berlin to be part of the festival. It'd be more fun, fun and wonderful to be part of something like that so at cool. that age group. Yeah. It's and that's such a revelation too to see the response and how My Fifty Two Tuesdays has been taken. Mm. And since it's been made, it's it's done the rounds around the world now. Mm. Some of the festivals, Sundance and Berlin, and so on. What's that been like for you as an actor? First time in an actual film too, I believe. 
believe. Absolutely, yeah. First time acting. What's that Crazy. Like? Yeah. Crazy is my answer. <laughs> Ridiculous. Still a bit surreal and hard to believe, I think. I mean, fantastic. It's so exciting that a project like this has had such support. Yes. That's been really yeah. exciting. And the genuine conversations that you get to have with people after the screening has been so rewarding and excellent. So mm. we're very lucky. Mm, cool. Okay, so after this, as far as yourself there, Tilda, what now? Do you want to act again in a film? Yes, or? absolutely. Yes? I mean, I don't know if it's solely what I'll do or how long that will go for. I mean, you never know. Mm. I'm definitely intrigued by film as a form of telling stories. I think I also love visual art and making my own shows and I hope to, you know, work across multiple forms and work with excellent people and tell excellent stories. So I don't know how that's going to go yet, but that's the dream. So we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> that's excellent. Great. It's looking really positive. And as they said in Adelaide, what was it? You were the one to watch. All eyes <laughs> oh, on Tilly at the Adelaide Film Festival, <laughs> quote, end quote. <laughs> and of course, for you there, uh, Sophie Hyde, this film, look, Huffington Post said it was a groundbreaking new film. What happens next? And do you have other films you want to make that are like this or different? Or Yeah, I mean, I am travelling a lot with this film and, mm-hmm. and just talking to audiences a lot. I have some film ideas that I'd like to do, but I have to sit down and write them. And I would really like to make some TV. So we're just looking at, I think, the experience of making 52 Tuesdays. Yeah. The experience of being in a story room where we were talking about the characters and what happened to them out loud is very similar to TV. And it would be wonderful to live with characters for a long time. That's something that you can do in TV that's harder in film. So that's something that I'd like to look at. Sounds great. Because I would seriously love to see this as a TV series. It's very cool. All right. Now, where can people go to find out more about My 52 Tuesdays? Yeah, they can go to www.my52tuesdays.com. Excellent. Thank you so much for speaking to us on Joy 94.9, both of you. Sophie Hyde, director of My 52 Tuesdays, and Billy, also known as Tilda Cobham Hervey. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks for having so us. Much. Thanks. You can find more Joycasts and show blogs. Go to joy.org.au. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast, brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.